Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. I am so excited to be talking about this topic with you guys today. Obviously, you see the title, and it is going to be on false teachings within the prosperity gospel. And I want to just share a little bit about what the prosperity gospel is and possibly a few things that we can see in it that are false teachings and how we can combat them with scripture in order that we might defend the gospel. So let's go ahead and get started. So the prosperity gospel, in short, I am getting a really good definition of it from a field guide on false teaching. Um, It's really, really cool, small little handbook that you can keep with yourselves. This is not sponsored or anything, but I'll put a link in the info on this episode. But this is the definition real quick. So the prosperity gospel is one of the most prominent false teaching movements of our day. It is preachers and evangelists that have deceived multitudes around the world with a false gospel, teaching that individuals who exercise true faith in Christ will surely attain physical, material, and financial prosperity in this life. Scripture says that we will suffer, that we will not. I mean, if we choose Christ, we will stumble. We will fall. We will be accused and persecuted, you know, and we need to know that when we are, you know, honing in and learning and watching our pastors and infiltrating our lives with these types of teachings that we are putting the right teachings into our minds. Scripture says in 1 John 3.13, do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Then it says in John 15, 18 through 19, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Matthew 10, says, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So scripture says that the world will hate us. It does not say that we will have prosperity, financial prosperity, and surely a physical health and attainment. I mean, the Lord has a good will for our lives and the best will, the best plans. But scripture does not say that it will include complete prosperity. So some key figures within this faith We could see Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, Joel Osteen, 
um, Joyce Myers, Paula White. Those are a few evangelists and, and TV evangelists that might be prominent in this faith um, that I would say if you were to watch or listen to some of their teachings that you just keep, you know, um, <laughs> a little bit of an eye and just be careful. Um, maybe get out a pen and paper and just, you know, see what they say and line it up with scripture and dive into the word and get to know the Jesus a little bit more based upon their teachings in opposition. So some of their main beliefs is that Jesus purchased all of the benefits of salvation for this life. That, that Jesus died to take away every sickness in this life to atone for the sin of financial poverty. So Jesus is life and death and resurrection took away all of our sickness, all of our poverty, all of the things that might deem bad in this world. Let me remind you that Paul, one of the biggest leaders of our faith, he died for the sake of Christ. Almost every one of the disciples and apostles died for the sake of Christ. They were martyred, killed for his name. So because Jesus Christ died for our lives, for our souls, that we might live in freedom with him eternally, then why did Paul die? <laughs> why did the apostles and disciples die for Christ? What, what is that? What is the purpose Oh, there's there's quite a few teachings within this faith that we could all exemplify and go over. But with our short time, we also want to go over a couple more things. So the name it and claim it is a word of faith movement within this movement. So it's faith and prayer empower people to lay hold of physical and material blessings in this life, that if we pray enough, if we have enough faith, then we will have financial security and prosperity. We will have a prosperous and beautiful and successful life. So it's instead within this movement, within the prosperity gospel movement, they are encouraging people to not speak negative words, to not speak negative at all, because that will bring things into being, which that touches on the New Age movement, which I'm definitely excited to be talking with you guys about, which would include closer to manifestation and, and bringing things into existence or the law of attraction as well. So lots of fun stuff there that are coming into our church. Do you see this, guys? This word of faith, this, this idea that if we name it and claim it, that if we don't speak the negative things, they, that they will might come into existence. This is things that are not of God, that are prevalent within movements that are not pursuing God of, at all. This New Age movement, in, in contrast or uh, in similarity, is completely opposing to the gospel of Christ. Yet some of its teachings, which come from Buddhism and Hinduism and furthermore, are prevalent 
in this faith. So before I go off on a tangent on new age movement, which as you can see, I'm passionate about, we can continue on and, and see how this movement, this, these ideals are hurting people because whenever you get to encounter someone that is involved in this false thinking, false gospel, false perception of the gospel, might we be able to sit and recognize that we are not called by Christ, as you can see in the scriptures that I read at the very beginning, to live a prosperous life. He says, no, the world will hate us. We will suffer. We will face persecution. You can see also in Revelation that the Lord says it's going to get harder. It's Life's not going to get easier. 2020 is, is the most beautiful example of that, is that things are going to get harder and harder and harder. I mean, this year has gotten even more tough as each day has gone by. And how this destroys our friends, guys, is it destroys them because they think they need to have more faith in order to gain salvation. So if their lives are going poorly, that means they don't have enough faith. That means that it's their own doing, their own efforts to have faith. No, 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 guys. That has that is not the gospel. The gospel of Christ is a free gift of salvation. God's work, his death, life and resurrection has given us a free gift of salvation. It has nothing to do with our own efforts. So this was a lot, a lot of information in a short 10 minutes, but I want to encourage you that you have access to the Holy Spirit. You have access to the word of God. The word of God, the Bible is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And you can be empowered by God to share and to share to our friends who are deceived. Friend, you are awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you want to stay connected, I'd love for you to. Feel free to go to any of the links below. Get one of those field guides that I have with me all the time. And I have a lot of fun studying and looking deeper into. There's a lot of resources that I encourage you to look at. Talk to you soon, friends.